The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Let's Get Radical is brought to you by Avalara, sales tax automation for businesses of all sizes. Visit us on the web at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Welcome to the business show that will change the way you look at your business practice, your organization, and yourself. This is Let's Get Radical with Liz Gold and Jody Paydar. On today's show, you'll get the straight scoop on what it means to be radical and how it can help you become the next success story. Now, here are your hosts, Jody and Liz. Hey, Liz, are you ready? Jody, you know I am. I mean, I what can I say? I'm always ready. <laughs> so let's let's do this. We're gonna. Uh, I'm excited for today's show because um, our guest today, I know I've known because we have crossed paths in various ways. We've both worked at Accounting Today or WebCPA.com as it was known back in the day. And um, Citrine Cooperman, who's gonna get a shout out on the show, <laughs> whether they deserve it or not. And um, and I'm excited because. Uh, Tracy Segura, who's our guest, she is totally in professional services. She has this really rocking day job. She can talk to you about that. But she's also doing this phenomenal stuff in her other life, I guess her, her side life, but maybe it's becoming her whole life. I mean, I guess this is what we have to talk to her about, which is all about storytelling, which I think is so awesome because um, it seems like she's discovered it later in life, which I think is uh, great, you know, and so we're going to talk to Tracy about why it's why storytelling is important in your business, how she became a storyteller, and um, and other so my mom, my mom always told me I'm not supposed to tell stories. Really? <laughs> yeah, and now you're telling me storytelling's a thing, huh? <laughs> well, maybe we should just talk to Tracy. Maybe she'll tell us that storytelling is a thing. I can't believe your mom told you that. Why? That's I'm, well, sorry, I'm sorry. Let's uh, let's talk about that for a minute. Why? Well, when I think about stories, when you hear storytelling, I always think like, oh, you're telling lies. Oh. You know, like you're telling a story, right? It's not the truth. But um, uh-huh. I guess in marketing, it's a whole different thing, huh? Yeah, we tell stories all the time, you know, <laughs> in marketing. Um, but you know, let's let's introduce Tracy and like get her take on this. But so Tracy Segura is a is she's busy. We know this. She's an award winning storyteller, producer of a bi monthly storytelling show. Now you're talking. A workshop workshop leader, public speaker, and a member of the board of directors of the National Storytelling Network. She also heads the marketing department at a professional services firm in New York. While she discovered storyteller storytelling later in life, she has since embraced it with the fervor of an evangelist, and it is her mission to spread the transformative powers of storytelling far and wide. Welcome to the show, Tracy. Thank you. Great to be here with you guys. <laughs> what do you think of, Dre- of J- Jody's story about that, her, her mom saying well, that? I think a lot of times when I tell people I'm a storyteller, they think that I'm in a library with five-year-olds, you know, telling fairy <laughs> tales. So there's storytelling and then there's storytelling. The storytelling that I have fallen in love with is 
personal narrative storytelling, telling yeah. true stories from your life. Yeah. And I, I do it for just my personal satisfaction, and also it works beautifully in business. Yeah, so we want to definitely talk about the business piece of it. But before we get there, I mean, how did you know you were a storyteller? And I guess the second part of the question is, how did you know you wanted to do it in front of people? Well, you know, when I was growing up, I was a little actress, and mm-hmm. I did enjoy it. I come from a performing family. My father was a comedian in the Borscht Belt back in the uh, late mm. 40s, early 50s, and my mom was an actress. She came from Detroit to New York to make it as an actress, but then they met and got married, and that kind of fell by the wayside, and they started mm-hmm. having lots of children. Um, but we always went to the theater. I always was in love with the stage and the screen, and um, I was actually named after the character that Katherine Hepburn played in a Philadelphia Story, Tracy Samantha Lord. So it's kind of in my blood, the performing and the, you know, the love of getting up in front of people. But after high school, I just kind of gave it up. I, I, I kind of knew that as a profession, like, you have to deal with a lot of rejection, and I just... I didn't have the stomach for it, so, you know, Mm -hmm. but after college, it took me a couple of years, but I I figured out, you know, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I had an English degree, so I knew English very well, but um, I didn't know (laughs) quite what to do with that, Um, but a couple of years out of college, I realized that I would love to be a reporter, and so Mm -hmm. I set my mind into doing that, and I eventually became a reporter, and to be a reporter, you have to learn how to tell stories. Mm -hmm, True. I was fascinated. I've always been fascinated by people and curious about people, and I want to know what makes them tick. And to write a good story, you can't just write the who, what, where, when, and why. You have to understand, you know, what's motivating people. So that's kind of, you know, how I got into storytelling that way. And... um, then from there, you know, then we have a huge period of time where I I never got up. I haven't, I wasn't up on a stage since, you know, I was in a high school production of Watch on the Rhine. Wow. A Lillian Hellman play. But what happened was um, a few years ago, you know, I'm now 54. I was 52 years old. And my husband got me into listening on NPR to the Moth Radio Hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is, if you don't know what The Moth is, everybody should go check it out. Um, they have a podcast, they have a radio show, and it's people, often just ordinary people, telling true stories from their lives. And these aren't anecdotes. These are stories where somehow, by the experience that they've shared, they've been changed. And I fell in love instantly. And my mm-hmm. first thought was, this is amazing. I can't believe that there is you know, an art form like this. And my second thought was, I have to do this. I have to do wow. this. Wow. So um, the next That's a step pretty was big discovery. I found out that they, that they have these story slams all over New York City, which are basically competitions where people go, put their names in a hat, and if they pick your name out, you get up and you tell a story. And there are judges that they pick from the audience, and out of the 10 storytellers, the judges judge them, you know, like like the Olympics, you know, 9.2 or whatever it is. And that night, I told a story, and I won. Wow. And so I was hooked. From then on, I was hooked. Yeah, and so how did you, what was that moment like when you went on stage after not being on stage for so many years? I mean, how did you, 
what was going through your mind and how did you sort of control your nerves? Because I know for me, like I'm maybe I'm projecting, but I would be like, oh my God, I'm on stage. It's so it's like a it's like a fusion of excitement and nervousness and, you know, and how did you how did you yeah, con- yeah how did you contain that? <laughs> well, first of all, I brought a good friend with me. My friend Pearl okay. came with me and so she was in the audience. So I knew I had somebody at my back, you know. And it was a story that was very close to me and that I had actually written about years before. So I had, you know, I had been through the experience. I had processed it and come out the other side. And so I felt, you know, confident in the story. And I had no idea, honestly, I had no idea how they would react. I certainly was not expecting to win the competition. But um, what happens a lot of the times at these shows is that people really, you know, when you open yourself and you're vulnerable, and this was actually, it was a a very sad story. I mean, it had a happy ending, but it was about a a terrible loss that I suffered. Um, Just people, they, first of all, you could hear a pin drop, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, people are always talking about how nobody has any attention span anymore. We're always on our phones. Nobody's listening to anybody. But when you go to one of these storytelling shows, it's incredible silence, you rapt attention. And, mm-hmm. you know, growing up in a family of five kids, you know, where nobody's listening to anybody, this is just, you know, this is exactly what I craved, you know, all my life. And here all these people are listening to me and identifying with my story. And people came up to me afterwards and, you know, told me about their losses and how much my story moved them. And they're like, you made me cry. And, and, it just was so incredibly fulfilling, you know, on so many levels. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, you, some of your performances are on YouTube. Um, and, you know, so if people haven't checked them out, you should definitely go and Google Tracy Segarra and, and check them out. Because your stories are, are, you know, I think there's an element of, you know, there's you're, they're cathartic. You know, they're, they're mm-hmm. serious. You're... It's like it is a personal narrative. Like there is some sort of seriousness in there. You're covering like a variety of different issues. But I, I was listening to the one about you on the train with your friend, and I won't give it away. But you know, having a confrontation with somebody, and there's there's serious stuff going on. But it's it's there's humor in it too, and it's yeah. you know, and it's it's a mix. I mean, which is I guess what makes a brilliant story, right? Um, so yeah, so if you haven't checked them out, I, I I strongly recommend you checking them out. We're gonna take a quick break. So actually, why don't you go Google Tracy Segarra and find a video? But you know, maybe watch it at the end of the show. So so we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna continue talking to Tracy about um, her journey becoming a storyteller. Stay tuned. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Advance and evolve. 
Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Paydar, and our guest today is Tracy Segura, and she was a the Moth Grand Slam winner, I believe, for 2016. Uh, is that correct, Tracy? That is correct. Wow, it's so that's so exciting. So tell us about that, and you know what what's your competition like? Where was it? I mean, how did you get there? Maybe like you know. Just give us the high view. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, you know, they have these story slam competitions, you know, all over New York. And then once they get 10 winners, then you all come together for a grand slam. And, you know, then there's a winner of that. So you have to prepare a totally new story. So um, I worked on a story about um, my checkered dating history and then kind of meeting my husband and... Uh, you know, it was actually, it was the kind of story that just kind of came together and it felt right and I practiced it like nonstop. And when the night came, I mean, I had all my family there. I had a ton of friends there, you know, cheering me on and I wasn't even as nervous as I thought I was going to be. And, um, you know, so the competition was other winners of storytelling competitions and they were all told wonderful stories. Um, and I actually tied that night. I won that night with, with another storyteller, this playwright. And, uh, you know, when I figured, you know, when I found out that I'd won, it was just amazing. And I have my two twin daughters in the audience. And, you know, I don't know how they're going to process this later in life. But, um, you know, <laughs> it just made me feel so good for them to see that, you know, I'm, I'm pursuing my dreams and look what can happen. And it was just... I mean, it was an incredible night. Yeah, that's that's awesome. amazing. And and so when you know we were talking during the break that you know you were you've been pursuing this and sort of 
doors are opening, you know, I don't know if you Mm -hmm. use that word, but, you know, can you explain that, you know, in terms of like when you start to actually do what you're meant to be doing, Mm -hmm. what, what happens? (laughs) Well, I think that, you know, I have been telling stories all my life, like ever since I've been a reporter and now in marketing, it's our job to be able to tell the story. You have to differentiate yourself from others in order for to get people to pay attention. And um, so, you know, once I kind of got this storytelling bug, I started thinking about how do I integrate this into my day job. And, you know, and I realized that I have already been doing this. You know, um, a couple of years ago, there's the 40 under 40 that they do, you know, for the local uh, Long Island Business mm-hmm. News. And I was looking around to see which partners at my firm, you know, might fit the bill. And I, I hit upon this one partner. Um, and he was like, oh, I don't really have a lot of outside activities. And, you know, I don't know if I would really, you know, fit the bill. And being a good, you know, former reporter, I just interviewed him. I'm like, well, tell me about yourself. Tell me, you know, how did you get to be where you are? How did you get to be a partner at the firm? And he started telling me about how his father came over here. His parents came over here from Bangladesh, and his father worked two jobs, like menial jobs, and put him through NYU, you know? And I'm like, oh, my God, that's a great story you know, mm-hmm. and and how he worked within the firm to help with the, you know, to create the mentoring program. And I'm like, that's an amazing story. So I told that story in the application, and of course, he became a 40 under 40. Wow. Right, because I yeah. think everybody has a story, but they just need help figuring out what their story is. Cause right. like, Most people think, that you, when you tell they're like, no, no, my my life's really boring. I have no stories. But that's the job of a good marketer is to find out where the stories are because they're there. And a good and a good reporter. I used to, always used to say yeah. like getting to the juice of the story here, you know, like cracking the nugget, you know, because mm-hmm. that's that's what our job is, is to sort of look beneath the surface and pull out really what is there. Um, so, I mean, I think this is a good swe- segue into talking more about how storytelling, you know, can really impact your business and, and what are some ways, I guess, because you work with businesses, right, to help them um, w- to do consulting around storytelling and, and help businesses um, develop theirs. I mean, how what would you say are some, you know, a few ways businesses can really tease out their story. Yeah, I was going to say before we say that too, I would like to say let's, um, you know how everybody has a website and everybody's website tells the same story, right? So how is it that you help your clients or customers figure out what their website should say that's not the same thing? Um, oh, that's good. That's so good. Wait, wait. Like I'm a little confused. Re- rephrase that. Say that again. So, so I. So my <laughs> thing is, is that when you look at all these websites, right? A lot of them look mm-hmm. like everybody else's website, right? Because they right. tell the same exact story. So, mm-hmm. how do you help your customers or clients tell a different story so that their um, their front door, their website? is a little bit different than everybody else's because it seems like, um, you know, like story is what's going to make it different. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think, it again, it's focusing in on whatever you can find that differentiates you. Like, <laughs> just, you know, and, and 
websites can be similar. I think a lot is also in the graphic design elements, like my firm, Margolin, Weiner, and Evans. We spent a ton of time, you know, revamping the website so it didn't look like every other accounting firm website. So, um, and constantly, you know, putting new content up there, you know, like, you know, things that our partners have written and getting them quoted. Um, you know, it just just one instance that I think is interesting is, and again, it goes to my uh, my background as a reporter, but one of our partners, um, Craig Savile, who's now the new co-managing partner of the firm, he was interviewed, and I sat in on an interview with him, um, about fraud in manufacturing. And so he was talking, you know, just kind of how do you guard yourself against it, and it's, you know, just a regular interview with the business newspaper. And then he starts telling the story about how one of his clients... For manufacturers, they have these, um, or distributors, they have these pallets, these wooden pallets that they deliver, you know, items on, you know, to stores, and then they leave the pallets there, and then they're supposed to be returned back to them, and apparently there's this huge black market in pallet theft, like these pallets are getting stolen, like <laughs> wow. all over the place. And it, it ended up, and he said it's like, you know, they end up spending like hundreds of thousands of dollars replacing these pallets because it's kind of the thing that's kind of slipping through, um, you know, under through the cracks, and it's become this big business. And I'm like, wow. To me, that's the story. I'm like, pallet story. So I pitched it <laughs> yeah. to our PR firm, and they pitched it every newspaper local newspaper wanted to do the pallet story. <laughs> and we did the pallet story, and the New York Post picked it up, and we put it up on our website, and that became one of the most popular links on our website. It still is, like three weeks later. Mm-hmm. So it's- No, I think that's a great example, because yeah. I think that, like, nobody thinks about, like, the detail or whatever. And, and so when you hear that, it's just amazing. And, and people can relate to a pallet, because they know what it is. Mm-hmm. So it's, well, it's, it's trying to yeah, find that a little lot of thing that's, that, that differentiates you. Yeah, it does a lot. I mean, it, like Tracy, you're saying, it, it differentiates you, but it also shows that, you know, the expertise that, you know, that partner has in terms of, you know, talking to their clients and really knowing what's happening on the ground, you know, and I, I you know, I think, I think especially in the accounting world, differentiating yeah. yourself is so hard. <laughs> I mean, right. you know, I can't tell you how many times I hear people saying, but we're different because we give best-in-class service and we right. treat, you know, we're, we're like and the trusted the, advisor. Like, we've never heard thing, that term before. <laughs> yeah, the other thing the Palette Story does is it humanizes us. It's like, yeah. look yeah. at this cool, interesting thing that I'm privy to because I am the accountant for all of these different distributors, you know, and it, 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 it opens a door to a world you wouldn't necessarily know. Right. I mean, it shares the narrative of what's mm-hmm. behind the service, you know, which I think is really important. So, so I mean, what kind of companies do you work with and, and how, how are you helping them, Tracy? Um, well, I'm, I'm starting to work with, you know, I'm going to be working with the communications department of um, a large insurance company, and I'm going to be doing a workshop with their staff, probably a full-day workshop, maybe even a follow-up, to help them tell, just, just, just to tell the, help them tell a personal story from their life to give them insight into how to tell an effective story because most people know how to tell a story at a bar, you know, oh, this funny thing happened to me and you might get a laugh, but the elements of a good story that 
can be used to be persuasive because they're the community, you know, this way, if they can learn how to tell an effective story, then they can help sell life insurance. They can help mm-hmm. recruit people. Um, they can help brand the firm because they understand the power of story. And what I do is I teach them the elements of a good story. You know, and the elements of a good story, it's, it's pretty much the same. And you can apply this to fairy tales, to, you know, all kinds of stories that you've heard that are really impactful. You know, it starts with, who were you before, you know? You, you were a certain way before something happened. And then there was some incident or catalyst that sent you on a journey. You know, you're like Homer. You go on a journey. And then something happens. There's some kind of climax. And then after that climax, you learn something from that experience, and it changed you somehow. So that's what I do is I help them find, you know, think of a moment in their life. And I, and I have these... Um, you know, these storytelling prompts, you know, tell me about a time when you had to do something that you didn't want to do, you know, mm-hmm. or tell me a time when you were most embarrassed, you know, and, and it's, it's these moments that really stick with us where there's probably a story there. And then you find, mm-hmm. you hone in on the story that you want to tell. And that's what I do when I look for my stories. And that's what I do when I, you know, I look at my firm and I, and I talk to people, I try to find those stories. Yeah, no, I think that's really interesting. And I mean, how do you work that into messaging, you know, on a more broader base? You know, I mean, obviously, it's great to tell individual stories about people and really bring some color into, you know, the frame. Right, like for the insurance company, we're we're going to be focusing in, you know, like say these are the salespeople for insurance. So, in order to sell, you don't want to sell and say, oh, you you know, you don't you don't want to scare them. Oh, you have to buy this because terrible things could happen. You talk about the good experiences that you've had in the past, like, um, you know, this this one agent um, has a story about how um, they wanted to adopt a child. You know, they couldn't have children and they were able to work with their insurance agent and, and figure out a way to use the whole life insurance to help pay for the adoption, you know, and to get a mm-hmm. special needs child. And, you know, so it's the story. It's not just, it's, it's like, okay, so you're able to use the insurance to do this, but they also talk more about how, you know, what they wanted, you know, this was something, you know, so personal to them that they wanted out of life and they weren't sure that they were going to be able to do it. And the insurance gave them the means to realize their dreams. Hmm. Yeah, we all like that. We all want to, we all like those well, kinds of stories. And I think what happens is, is like, that was kind of like where blogging came in and it kind of started but it seems like too many people can't go from a blog to like, they can't figure out how to blog. Like, I think that's one of the hardest things is like some people get blogging and it totally makes sense. And then there are so many other people who like can't even start to blog. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you have to be a good writer and you have to have a point of view. You have to have a, you know, a passion in order to, to have an effective blog. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more with Tracy about uh, tips on how to become a good storyteller. Stay tuned. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Advance and evolve. 
Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit NewVisionCPAGroup.com today for more information. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Jody Paydar, and I'm here with Liz Gold, and you are listening to Let's Get Radical. And I have to give a quick shout-out to Intuit for sponsoring us. And um, we thank them for um, allowing us to do our thing. Um, today, we have Tracy Sagara, and, and she is actually a storyteller. And she um, was the Grand Slam winner of the Moth Story um, competition. And now she's kind of turned it into like a side gig for her in the true spirit of a freelancer, freelancer or an entrepreneur. So um, in this segment, I'm going to kind of get into a little bit of the detail with Tracy about how she became this, um, how she started her side, her side career in being um, TracySegura.com, where she does, I guess, speaking and other things. And I'll let her tell us a little bit about that. But I guess my first question to you, Tracy, is like, how did you know that there was a business here more than just a hobby of doing moth slams? Well, I think because, you know, I'm an artist and I've I found this whole new tribe of people who do storytelling all over New York. And The Moth has a, a corporate side to it and this other show, um, very popular show, Risk, that I've been on their show and podcast. And they have storytelling classes and corporate workshops on the side. And, you know, that's all mostly based in the city. And I'm on Long Island, and I'm a marketer and a storyteller, and I just see that there is such a market for this. Um, and I, I kind of test drove it out last um, 
last June, I went to the, um, I actually pitched a, a workshop to the Association for Accounting Marketing's national conference down in New Orleans, and so I taught a storytelling workshop there. So that was kind of my trial run to see if people would be interested and how they would respond. And I got such incredible feedback from that. Everybody loved it. They want to bring it back to their companies. And so I said, you know, this is something that I could definitely do on the side. And it was, it's something I'm passionate about. So I knew that I would enjoy developing this. I mean, that's awesome. And I think that's, that's a lot of how side things start is, right? You see the need and then you're like, oh, I could do this. So mm-hmm. when you decided that you could do this, right, did you um, tell your employer? Did you did your employer find out? How did that all come about? Um, no, I, I didn't tell them right away. <laughs> but once I did, you know, my boss um, is very supportive and he said, you know, well, why don't you do a storytelling workshop for the staff after tax season? And so I'm developing that. And, <laughs> so you know, great. Yeah, yeah, so I can integrate it in so many ways. And, um, you know, and I have a big show coming up in May um, for my Now You're Talking Storytelling show. And a bunch of the partners from the firm are coming to the show. They're going to see me tell a story for the first time and see all the other storytellers. So, you know, they've been supportive. Obviously, you know, I have to take care of my firm during the day, but outside of, you know, working hours, you know, we all have passions outside of work, and they've, they've been very supportive. I guess I, I'm, I think that's great, and I'm just curious because, you know, the accounting world or working for a corp, any corporate environment you know it's it's the tendency is to sort of keep your personal life out of it and so you're Mm -hmm. I I, in my opinion you know and I think that when you're when you're out speaking or telling a story I mean you're really letting people in you know you're really sharing with them your vulnerability your some of your history you know Mm -hmm. which may not come up obviously in the day-to-day at your job Um, how are you feeling about that and do you feel like how do you sort of balance that vulnerability with keeping some some to yourself? Well, I have a huge advantage here in that I'm over 50. And anybody over 50 <laughs> will tell you that we just don't give a crap anymore. <laughs> I am who I am, you know. I've been working at my firm Love for eight it. years. They yeah. like what I do. They, you know, obviously we're, we're a good fit. We've been together for a long time. And, you know, my private life is, I, I, it, it's, I, there's nothing I'm ashamed of that I've done in my life, you know, yeah. and especially, you know, when I can turn it into a story, I feel like, oh, this is great. Now I can turn all those horrible experiences into a story <laughs> and now it's art. Right. So, well, and I think, too, the lines are blurring, right? So it's the whole idea mm-hmm. of, of Facebook and and LinkedIn and all this right. stuff where now like really you're a whole person at work and mm-hmm. like there's no longer this like there's this um this authenticness and with social and you know right a lot of older people and don't like the pri- lack of privacy but I would say next gen just kind of embraces it and so like if you're doing moth stuff and you're getting promoted or promotions and they're like sending links out and all that stuff um it's kind of hard to to, to keep it a secret, but on the other side of it, I think that that's what makes um, company cultures really good. Right, and I think you hit on, you know, you hit the nail on the head with being authentic. 
that's what I'm trying to get at in, you know, in the business world, too, and when I'm working with my firm and with working with other people, is that, you know, telling authentic stories and being real and being human, you know, we're, that's, that's the thing where we can always differentiate. If you're human and you're just talking, you know, human to human, you know, certainly in the accounting industry, you know, people do not buy the firm. They, they, they want to work with people that they like and that they know. And if, the, if you're approachable and if you're able to share, you know, something about yourself and what you do that's authentic and real, that's going to give you an advantage. Yeah, and I also think your firm really responded in the right way, like supportive. You know, I think it's great that the partners want to go to your show. You know, I think also that's what I think that's what companies need to be doing. You know, you have to embrace the whole entire person because, you know, allow I don't want to say allowing you to do your art, but like supporting you in doing your art obviously is going to feed your energy and bring it back into the business for them. Mm-hmm. So, right. um, you know, that's I, basically I, yeah. she's practicing her craft all the time. So at so I mean, especially being that your job is in marketing, if you're practicing telling stories at night, like on your own time, it only like does better for your firm, actually. Right, because it helps me start to think about how I can tell their story. Right, right, right. right. You know, like right now we're working with one of the younger partners on getting him to be a 40 under 40. And, you know, one of the things, you know, because I help coach some of the younger staff um, in business development and networking. And, you know, I remember one of the um, managers came to me and he's like, yeah, I know I should get involved in a... um, in the charities, like, but, you know, I, I don't know which one. And I said, find one that you're passionate about, you know? Sorry, my dog is barking in the background. Um, At least it's your dog and not my dog. Usually my dog is always in the background of the <laughs> yeah. show, so. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so... You know, and I said, don't don't just choose one because you you think it'll be good for your resume or network. It's not going to work well unless it's something you really care about. So he and his wife are looking to get into to find a charity that's related to animals because they both have you know this strong affinity to for animals. And I'm like, that's perfect. Yeah, that's fantastic. So um, so many questions about like. Wow, you're you're creating stories, you're going out there, you're performing. Um, you know, what is it that feeds you about storytelling? You know, I mean, I think there's probably a cathartic element, and you know, obviously, getting up and and crafting something and getting resp- people responding to it. But what what feeds you in it? I think that there's nothing more important than telling people our stories and listening to stories because it's the oldest art form before there was, you know, even written language. That's how we pass down what was important to us, to our children, to our families, to our friends. Um, Story is just, it's how we, you know, connect with the world and, you know, and again, as I get older, you know, my children are getting older, they're going to grow up soon, and they're going to go away to college and then be on their own. And I think about, you know, what it is, I, you know, a lot of us, when we get older, we think about, okay, so, you know, 
I'm, I'm doing this work and it's good work and I, and I like my job, and, but what is it that I want to, you know, leave the world? You know, what mm-hmm. is it, what do I want to contribute? And to me, I, that's what I say, I'm like a storytelling evangelist because I think that there are so many people who don't yet know how to tell their story, who don't know that they have stories, because we all have stories. And to, you know, like I'm going to be going tomorrow, I'm taking the day off, I'm going to go, there's a group of people, storytellers that I know that are working with seniors, they got a grant to work with seniors in a senior center to help them find their stories. And so I'm going to tell a story and then we're going to talk about, you know, how I crafted my story. And, And so, you know, just the ability to find people who don't have a voice or don't think they have a voice and mm-hmm. to give them that voice. That's, that's where I, I see myself. You know, that's what drives me. Yeah, I think the moment where you can help somebody really get to discover their voice and who they are, help them discover who they are um, within that voice is really powerful. And, I mean, it sounds like, you're really helping people do that in your world and by sharing your own voice. I mean, what what do you feel like is the um, scariest part of discovering your voices? Is there a scary part for you? Um, you know, I do. Like people say to me sometimes, I can't believe you shared that Tracy in front of a live audience. And... Mm. You know, like I said, when I was young, I really didn't feel like I had a voice or I also, you know, I mean, I screwed up a lot when I was younger. I did not have, you know, this lovely, you know, uh, clean path to adulthood. You know, I, I mean, I talk about it in my story, so it's, it's, it's no, uh, it's nothing that I hide, but I've been clean and sober for almost 29 years. So well, congratulations. Thanks. When I was 25 and, you know, for years, even years afterwards, I was so ashamed of how I had screwed up my life and the things that I had done, the things that I hadn't done, you know, and now what I see is that all of the experiences that I went through, you know, my parents got divorced and friends died and, you know, all of these terrible, you know, impactful, horrible experiences, I realize now they're all a part of who I am. They all helped shape me, and I learned something from all of them that helped me to be stronger, to be, you know, a better mother, a better, you know, wife, a better friend. So, you know, no experience is ever a waste. And I think with storytelling, um, so that's why I don't have as much fear about it because to me it's all healing and, you know, Mm -hmm. Not to be all, you know, kumbaya. I also love the applause. I love hearing an audience mm-hmm. laugh at my at my jokes and, you know, and cry with me. And I just, that is so fulfilling. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it's, yeah, I, that's that's fantastic. I mean, I, I personally want to be a performer. <laughs> so I really, so I'm you feeling you here. Come to New York, we'll take you to the <laughs> I just moved to Oregon, but um, I am going to do a, rock, a ladies rock camp in April. So I will keep you posted on how that awesome. goes. <laughs> but um, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk to Tracy more about storytelling and wrote how to kick out the roadblocks that are preventing you from finding your voice stay tuned when it comes- 
comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at Avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Paydar, and our guest today is Tracy Segura, and we've been talking about storytelling. So I'm gonna. So this is the hot seat. Okay, I'm just. We have you know little time, but if you're gonna start, you started a side business. What would be your three tips for somebody that wants to kick out on their own? Sure. First one, ask for help from people who know more than you do. Um, I, you know, when I became an accounting marketer, I had no experience at all in marketing, never took a course. So I just leaned on all the accounting marketers I knew, have them help me write um, a, a marketing plan. Then when I wanted to start this side business in storytelling, I leaned on a friend who was a graphic artist. Um, she designed the logo for my show. I hired her high school age son to build my website, which looks like it cost $20,000, but it cost like nothing. Um, I lean on my husband who hands out flyers for me and gets all of his friends to come to the shows. Um, the second thing is to say yes to every challenge. Even if I'm not sure if I can do it, I just say yes, and then I figure it out later, and nine times out of ten, it works out beautifully. And then finally, just take the actions and let go of the results. You know, just 
Uh, just hmm. act. And if what you're doing is right, if you're on the right track, doors will open. And that's what I found with this storytelling business. I'm getting people contacting me out of the blue. They found out about me through my show, through a news article, through my stories, and they're just asking me to come give talks and do workshops. And it's all just kind of falling into place because it's meant to be. That's so exciting. That that just is, that's, that's great. Congratulations. And so... What would you, maybe one or two tips on how somebody can bust through the roadblocks they have and either determining their voice or figuring out their story, whatever, you know, whatever creative thing, like how can they bust through their, their roadblocks around that? Um, to find your story, I mean, I think, you know, you can't be afraid to be vulnerable because the best stories are the ones where you allow people to see, you know what, I screwed up, like, or, you know, you don't come off as the most um, likable character. Like, I just told a story this weekend, the theme for my show was pets, and, um, and I wasn't sure which story to tell, and then I, I ended up telling a story. My husband was a cat person when I met him. I was a dog person, and he had two cats that I hated, and when one of them died, you know, I told the audience, my first thought was, one down, you know, <laughs> like I was happy about it, you know, and that's not a, you know, not something usually you're proud of, but the audience could relate to it. They laughed and they, they got it. I think, you know, when you're real, when you're honest, you know, you have to get down to that honesty. When I gave a workshop recently, um, people told their stories, but I noticed what they kept out of the stories was themselves. When you're thinking about a story, think about what you were thinking, what you were feeling, what was going through your mind when that thing that you remember forever that, that looms so large in your life happened. You know, a lot of times people just, they just tell you what happened, but they don't tell you how it affected them. So you really need to think about how it affected you because that's the story. Are you ever afraid of offending anybody? Yes, there are stories I won't tell, um, mm-hmm. you know, about family because it's it's not my story to tell, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it affected me, but the, you know, um, the the benefits of telling a story, which would probably be an interesting story, are outweighed by the fact that it could really hurt somebody that I love. Well, and I think sometimes when you tell something that somebody might get offended with, that makes it a better story, too. Mm-hmm. So, and also, and I, I say that just because there's mother. a reaction, yeah. right? There's a reaction where sometimes I think if you're if you make it too nice or like you don't put in all the color, right, then sometimes um, there is no reaction, which isn't necessarily a good story, right? Yeah. Well, the way I did it, I did it well recently. I told a story at a, grand, a recent Grand Slam, and my mother was part of the story, and my mother was really tough when we were young. And so I wanted to get that across without being really mean, so I called her a <laughs> benevolent tyrant. <laughs> oh, yeah. I heard that term, and I love that term. I was like, wow, that's a good term. <laughs> it really encapsulates. Yeah. yeah, she was. She did terrorize us too. But you know, you if you can say it, but say it with love, I think it, it can work. Yeah, you know, I think it's interesting, and it, because it sounds like you know, obviously, you don't want to, you choose the stories you tell because you don't want to offend your family, you know. Um, and also, there's the idea of like just offending the public. <laughs> Not to say that you right. would do that, but like I know, like a lot of comedians 
today, you know, it's like, where's the line? You know, what can you say? What can't you say? But it sounds like because you're doing personal narrative, um, it's it's a different type of storytelling. Um, and yeah, yeah, you'll see that the, the stories that are most impactful, like somebody, somebody said this once and I really relate to it, is like, and I'm not going to use a curse because we're on radio, but um, that stand-up is screw you and storytelling yeah. is screw me. It's like the story you mostly hear about how the person telling the story screwed up. Okay, that's that's great. And so there you have it, folks. Tracy Segarra. You definitely want to go check her out on YouTube. Go to her website, tracysegarra.com, and um, go check her out in, at her show in May. And um, this has been really great. I'm, it's kind of inspiring to me, I have to say. I really appreciate hearing about people overcoming, you know, doing what they want to do, the, following their dreams and using vulnerability to help them get there. Um, and, and yeah, figuring out a way to make it work with their full-time job as well, right? So I think <laughs> that's, that's something really cool about true. it, right? Is it, yeah. it's, a, it's not just totally um, leaving everything behind and following your passion. It's, um, keeping a day job and following your passion, which I think a lot of people need to hear as well. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Thank you so much, Tracy, Absolutely. for being on our show. It's been Thank a pleasure. Thank you, guys. And, um, ev- fun. and everyone, you know how you can get in touch with us. We're on Facebook, backslash Let's Get Radical. Jody and I are both on Twitter, you know, at Jody, C- at Jody Paid Our CPA and at Liz Stacy Gold. And we, uh, you can catch our show on iTunes. And on Stitcher, we have a whole host of shows in our archives. You can check us out on the Voice America website. What else, Jody? What else do we need to say? Leave us some love. We need some <laughs> reviews on iTunes. So um, if you like our show, if you don't like our show, leave us some, I guess, leave us some hate as well. No, really, leave us some love. We, we need some reviews. So. Spread the love. Spread <laughs> the love. That's what I say. And um, so next week, we're going to be talking to a female gamer. So you're definitely going to want to stick around no not stick around you're not you're coming back for it so you're coming back for it and uh you're not going to want to miss that show so um thank you and we will talk to you again soon thanks so much for tuning in to let's get radical please join liz gold and jody paydar again next tuesday morning at 8 a.m pacific time 11 a.m eastern time on the voice america business channel This week, it's time for you to get radical.